Hey everybody, welcome back. This is From Idea to Reality, the Majendum Podcast with Elvin Freitas. So this is, um, forgive the voice, uh, I'm a little under the weather, but this is my last uh, uh, episode for the year. This one's interesting because this is the first time that I actually had someone reach out to me that wanted to be on the podcast. So this is my conversation with David Moore. Um, one of the things that I really loved about this conversation is that at the end he talked about uh, the blocks of failure building those blocks of failure the more building blocks of failure that you have the more successes that you will um, earn which i thought was super interesting and different i've never really heard it about it that way and um, i think you know you guys will enjoy that as well the way he talks about how you have to have those failures to get those successes and you know he has his own podcast and he's doing fantastic work he's networking has his own company and you know you'll hear all about that during the podcast but uh that was my huge takeaway um when i did that podcast and just so you all know you should know by now (laughs) transparency uh i don't really do a lot of research on folks i interview with uh, or have a conversation with, I m- usually meet them all. I think I've met them all through LinkedIn, and I really haven't known them that well. And so I, I try to make it as fresh and authentic as possible when I speak to them. So I'm sure you can, you've picked that up by now. And, and um, you know, I did the same thing with David. So it was it was interesting. As he was talking, I was learning about him, and, and it kind of made me curious and ask questions and, about his process. And you know, his story. And so um, I really enjoyed it. And I think you will too. I think you'll get some value out of this. And we actually got to talk about Magenta a little bit at the end, which was fantastic. That was great. So anyway, here's the interview and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Majority of my life I spent in the food industry um, uh, from the age of 15 up until about wow. uh, 25. I, I worked different jobs. You know, I, I, I did a lot of different stuff, but the food industry, you know, being a server, a caterer, um, you know, um, a chef later on. So sometimes it was, it was really, you know, where I found myself best. I even went to an extent, I graduated uh, La Cordon Bleu. It's a French culinary arts institute um, and uh, with Diploma de Cuisine. And I went back and I kind of had this dream of becoming a world-leading chef. Yeah. But uh, I found myself broke sitting in a basement <laughs> with zero dollars <laughs> on my soul. <laughs> um, and I thought, you know what, this is not how things intended to be in life. Like I need to change yeah. this because I'm, I'm all about lifestyle. You know what I mean? I'm all, yeah. all, uh, I'm all about, uh, about the lifestyle and, and what you can do in your life and what you can achieve with your life. Right? Like look at all these billionaires and, and all the, you know, wise people around the world and all the wealthy people around the world, right? They can achieve so much. My destiny wasn't to sit in a basement somewhere. Like, come on. <laughs> Something yeah. is wrong with that picture. So I kind of decided yes. to make a switch. I listened to uh, my man, Tony Robbins. It was the first time ah, yeah. I was uh, exposed to his book, um, Awaken mm-hmm. the Giant Within, on an MP3. Yeah. I sat there. I listened to it. And I decided to start making decisions in life. You know, I decided to start uh, grabbing life by the horns <laughs> and not... Uh, nice. Not leading, uh, you know how if uh, if you were if you were a farmer and you have your barn, and every day you get up and you take your tractor and you drive it to the barn to feel to you know to fill it up and then go and feed your animals. So if you do that every day, essentially there's going to be tracks, right? 
and no. and you could just let go, get up in the morning, uh, get in your tractor. You know, you don't need to hold the wheel anymore, right? Which is, by my yeah. opinion, it's the worst thing we could do in life. Just follow that same path, right? Without the ability yeah. of yeah. making those decisions and without the ability of of truly making an impact on the world, right? And I decided I don't want to be that farmer anymore. I don't want to do the same thing, go the same path every single day. And get to the same point at the end of the day. What's the point of this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I gotcha. uh, kind of found a mentor, got into more of uh, sales and marketing, direct door to door. I worked for. Oh, wow. Yeah. I worked That's tough. <laughs> from, tough. from yeah. the kitchen to probably one of the toughest jobs in the world. But, you know, honestly, yeah. after you worked in the kitchen, uh, there's no tough jobs in the world. Uh, what were you selling door to door? Property maintenance. So, oh, wow. lawn aeration, it's a Canadian service, very famous in yeah. Canada, holes in the grass. Yeah. Um, how I came around it, I was very proud chef, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'm never going to work these jobs, I'm never going to do that. And then I got to a point that I can't pay rent, um, wow. you know what I mean? I have a kid and we can barely, we're like, we're barely making it, like literally my yeah. wife is pregnant. And I yeah. saw this ad online. <laughs> you know, it, 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 all yeah. these students, they were so happy doing this aeration thing, man. And I said, you know what? I have some prior sales experience. I think if these, these kids, they can do it. I could do it better. Nice. Yeah. And um, I remember my first, it's a cash paid job. Yeah. And uh, you get paid every day. Um, and choose your schedule. Really cool. It's a student job for the spring and the summer. Um, and I remember my first day going, going to work, working was a terrible day. It was a disaster. I was, I came from the kitchen. I was so not ready for outdoor property maintenance, knocking doors and then doing the work yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from cooking food to doing grass. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> I came probably most unprepared, but I made $250 on my first day of work. No, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, compared to the fact my rent was 400. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, in one yeah. day, I just paid off my, half of my rent. And, yeah. and and from that point, you know, they would ask you every day, the general manager for the booking uh, at the end of the day, when when is your next day of work? And every day, my answer was tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I broke a company record working yeah. 64 days straight uh, because wow. it was just available. And we worked every single day during the spring and the summer. Um, essentially I became a manager the next season, just a year, less than a year later, I became a manager, an assistant general manager. I had the opportunity to work with the CEO very closely. His name is Ben Stewart. He's a 16 time world karate and kickboxing champion. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> He's an entrepreneur by blood and soul. And his company is, you know, he teaches entrepreneurship and, and, you know, being out there as a door to door salesperson by yourself, it takes a certain personality to yeah. keep getting rejection and to keep going Absolutely. to the door. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's the university for entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He'll, well, good call. yeah. <laughs> he'll drop you with the machine in the corner of the street and give you a little map and tell you, man, go do your thing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. So yeah. working for Ben was amazing. And then, uh, you know, entrepreneurial personality, essentially, there's like so much like uh, you can work for a boss, right? You want to sometimes yeah. change too many things in the company that you work for. And that's the point that I got to. And I said, you know what? I need to move on. And besides, my boss was teaching me about entrepreneurship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
That makes sense. So I had no choice to start my own business, and I kind of got into the whole uh, online marketing, um, affiliate marketing, and uh, started doing a lot of different things. And uh, essentially, uh, what I do today is I'm a media buy partner. Uh, I partner with brands. Uh, mm. I call it like affiliate marketing on steroids. We do. I have a couple of couple of little people not little people they're amazing people little people's not a good i have a, <laughs> i have a little team of amazing people i would say like yeah, that yeah there you go you know what i mean uh, gotcha. a couple of amazing people that work with me and we're able to deliver some awesome results from social media advertising like youtube google um, facebook instagram so we partner with brands on the commission and uh we we work with a brand and we help them get the customers they're so looking to get Right, like uh, think about it as a salesperson, but online door to door, mixed with affiliate marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, that kinda, yeah. So that's uh, okay, that's so, what we do, man. That's what we that's where we are. So let's go back a little bit. So I'm yeah. I'm very curious. A uh, couple things. So um, I believe you said you have uh, a one child, right? Or three? I'm already up to three. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> gotcha. All right. So um, let's see. When you heard Tony Robbins, I'm always curious to find out, like, how did you even hear about this guy? Social media? Were you online something so, and then, uh, he popped up? So, And what, uh, year, what year was this and how old were you? Um, it was 2012. No, 2013. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my friend, her name is Sari Robbins. Uh, she has, she's not related to Tony Robbins. By, by <laughs> yeah. So she, when I came to Canada, she hosted me in her home. She helped me to, oh, you know, I'm nice. an immigrant and, and she really, she's a really good friend of the family. She, I came here by herself and now I have kids and she's like, my kids call her an aunt, you know, yeah. and, and her kids, like it's, it's, that's a very strong bond. And yeah, back then I was, I was living in her basement. She was helping me out to build my, you know, essentially build my, myself here um and and um she came to me around and said hey i heard this motivational speaker i have um, a i have a mp3 and i'm like i don't need these motivational gurus <laughs> they yeah. you know they always give you advices that don't work you know they always talk too much and, and she said no it's, his name is tony robbins so obviously i googled and i said well okay he's uh he's legit he's got tons of books so Maybe yeah. he's like one of them Robert Kiyosaki crazy ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just sit there and I listen. And I think something in his voice just got me um, just got me hooked. You know what I mean? That fatherly yeah. figure voice um, <laughs> yeah, on yeah. an MP3, uh, yeah. you know, talking to you straight up. It's not motivation. Yeah. It's, 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 not, it's not about motivation, right? It's yeah. straight up truth. Yeah. Right. Yes, there's motivation of telling you how great you are and how many things you can achieve in life to motivate you to do these things. But dude is talking straight truth in the face. Yeah, absolutely. Hello. I'm. Yeah. Okay. Last and <laughs> uh, and and that's what makes it uh, makes it really great, um, and makes him a great um, a great coach, right? And I kind of said, you said, you know what? Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of these books. I should be reading books. I'm going to try to follow his advice. Implementation, right? Implementation stage. It's Absolutely. Key. Yeah. And I started implementing, right? And then that's it. Step mm -hmm. by step. You know, I, 
I got off the pride in life that, you know, not everything that you learned in school is how you actually make money. Um, you, 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 if you make money at the end of the day, like money, money won't get you happiness, but when you have free time with your kids, because you know, you have some money to spare, (laughs) you can find, you can find happiness, right. And, and with, and and when money can, can solve some of your pains in life, you'll find some happiness on the other side, right? Like, because we're not mm-hmm. happy about the money itself. We're happy about the fact that, oh, rent, oh, it's so heavy. Oh, mortgage, ah, just crack a check and pay it. And yeah. suddenly, yeah. like, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, oh, I'm happy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the key. And I kind of started educating myself. You know, I started reading Robert Kiyosaki a lot. I read the entire series yeah. for uh, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Napoleon Hill, mm-hmm. Think and Grow Rich, uh, the yeah. whole oh, foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 uh, you know started uh, self educating myself on you know how yeah. how come there's people that have billions in life and there is me that I sit in a basement and I'm broke like how does yeah. that even make sense yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that's something that didn't make sense to me <laughs> exactly exactly got you yeah, like, so so yeah. how old were you at that time when that happened when you got into uh 2013 so I'm 37 now. Uh, we'll look six years back. So 32, I would say 31. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 31, 32. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, all right. So I want to continue with this progress here. So I always like to figure out what was the moment, when was the moment and, and kind of how did it come together where you had this idea? Because it sounds like you were doing the chef thing and then all of a sudden, you know, you needed some uh, extra income. You, d- you started doing the door to door, but then, you were getting mentored and you started to learn about right. entrepreneurship. You were doing self-education. But at one point, because that's not easy to just say, you know what, I'm going to do online marketing. I mean, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, right. what what got you there? Was it something you read, something you heard? Was it something somebody said, something you saw? Can you uh, bring us back? How long ago was that? Where were you? I'll tell you, you what. remember the exact moment? And you said, yeah, Robert Kiyosaki. Like the, oh. <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki. Um, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki says that not every, not everything, not what you learned in school is how you you have to make money in life, right? And yes. and I think as a society, we're being embedded to go to school, graduate school, go to university, graduate university, get a job, work a career, right? We're kind of as a whole, as a society, we're being programmed to that, and then suddenly. A huge figure, a billion-dollar figure person, right, is telling you, yeah. no, that's totally wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two things here. He's either full of it, right? <laughs> Honestly, one. he's I either like full that's of true. it, no, right? He's foolish, yeah, yeah. Full, full of crap, right? Yeah, yeah. Or there's something in it, right? Or there's something mm-hmm. in it. Now, he's a billionaire. Freaking books and books and, like, you know, bestseller here, bestseller if he was talking BS, it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, how many BS talkers do you know that they have best-selling New York Times or best-selling here or best-selling there, right? You yeah. don't know any. <laughs> so nobody, nobody reads their crap, right? So we kind of have to, at a certain point in our life as entrepreneurs in general, start believing these people and switch to the implementation phase, right? So you learn it. And here's, I think, where was the big aha moment, right? When he said... Um, in one of the books, it says that you can, you can just evaluate your income, right? And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what job you want to, you want to move forward in life. You need more money. You got to work on this 
income bracket of your life. There's different things, right? There's expenses. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, you know, there's expenses. Your revenues, your 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 real estate and your assets, and there's all all that stuff. But if you need money, you need to work on it, and it's a separate. This is your income bracket, and you need to work on it. And if you can't do it in the chef, don't be romantic about it, right? And you hear the words mm. from Grant Cardone: "Don't be romantic. Yeah, <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah. Do what you yeah. gotta do, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah." <laughs> And then at that point, you're like, okay, these people are telling you and they're successful, right? And they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're out there. They're on social media. They're screaming it out. They have likes and they have comments and people engage with them. That means maybe there's something to it. Maybe. Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah. And here's the phase, right? When it started implementing, that's when things started to turn differently, right? I suddenly mm-hmm. wasn't no longer looking for a job as a chef. I was oh. suddenly open-minded in my head to freaking anything that can make me money. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm gotcha. no longer I'm no longer uh, uh, combined like binded in my mind that everything that I learned in school now this is how I gotta make money, and I think this was the biggest shift for me, right? This was the biggest shift because I was stuck up there. I was stuck up there. Oh, you learned um, in school and you spend a lot of money and graduated a French school. What are you? What are your family gonna think if you're gonna go yeah. work in the garden? <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? They're not paying my bills. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? As simple as that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the moment of switch, right? When you start, you start implementing, and things, and little things happen. Little successes they happen along the way. A lot of people don't notice the little successes; they try to ignore them. But I think those little successes are key pointers that you're in the right direction. Right, you make a decision. Suddenly, Tony Robbins telling you, "Make a decision in life. Start practicing on making different things." You start doing that, and then things happen. Right, you move moving yeah. forward. You start making a little bit more money. Um, you made a good decision. Suddenly, you you're making three hundred dollars a day, going for a job door to door. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? After five yeah. days, you got a thousand dollars in your pocket. Right, a, a week yeah. and a half, two weeks ago, with the old mindset, you're sitting there in a basement. You had nothing. Yeah. Well, if you change just, just that, that, that switch of implementation inside the mindset of a person, I think that's where it happened. Gotcha. All right. So then, so you, you, you're reading that and you're saying to myself, okay, I'm going to try something different. I love the mindset shift. I'm a huge fan of that. I totally agree. It's, once you you got that mindset shift, you just see things totally different. And so you started to see things differently. And then, um, but I'm still trying to figure out how did you get online, though. I mean, what what did, what is some, did someone say? Let's get online so, and start doing this. What was that like? After five years of working in a door-to-door company, and okay. I worked there as a root manager. And one of the things that you do as a root manager, you go out, you drop twelve guys on different streets, and they go around and they sell and they do the service. It's a very competitive, fun environment. But then. You end up as a manager, and I love that job. I wouldn't work there for five years if I didn't love it. Like, I love it to death, yeah. to die for. Yeah. Um, and, um, but, but at a certain level, I remember that when I was sitting in, in the basement, I told you that, you know, I wasn't intended to sit in the basement for so long. It doesn't make exactly. sense. And then I'm yeah. driving around in the van, right, all day, every day, for 18 hours a day, right? It's, it's an it's a annual job, but you only work eight months of the year, and then you got four months paid off vacation. Why? Because you work every single day during the season, right? Because it's only yeah, season. that makes sense. Yeah. So 
working 14, 15 hours, right? Because that's the contract. Wow. It is what it is, right? Picking up yeah. employees in the morning at 6, 7, 7 a.m. It's starting, but in the evening, you can come back every day at 11 o'clock. And I started wow. noticing that um, my, my kids, I see them when they're asleep. I give them a kiss in the morning when they're still in bed. Yeah, because I leave at seven thirty and I come back at eleven o'clock, and then I give them a kiss after they're already asleep. So yeah. I only see them when they're sleeping, right? That's, that's number tough, one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. number one, right? And on my days yeah. off, I'm so broken that all I want to do is just sleep, and I don't want to do anything else. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're not really getting those days off. So, and 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 on the other end. I'm, what I'm doing every day for 12 hours is I'm, I'm, I love this job. Again, I love these guys and I love being out there with them, you know, motivating people to go to do sales and having people do amazing things like, you know, doing their first sale or doing their first 10 sales, right? Like, because we, we hire students with zero experience and, and, and the whole coaching and seeing growth of people is just amazing. Yeah. But, but at the end, I'm driving a van for all day for a living. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I want to do better. I think I could do better. I could have a better lifestyle. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, a lifestyle, I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. And I yeah. started being more keen to my lifestyle. That's what, what I wanted to say. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I decided yeah. to be more keen to, to do things. So how do you do that, right? How do you create a, a, a life? That you could be with your family, you could travel the world, um, you know, hang out with really cool people, connect with people everywhere, not being limited by a location-based business, right? Like, how can yeah. I do that Yeah. online, right? It started a little bit of Bitcoin, then a little bit of affiliate marketing, then this and that, and almost four years later, here we are. <laughs> wow. Right? So... During that process, um, I'm really curious as to uh, your support system. Um, uh, so you had your partner there, obviously. Um, I don't know if you had you had your mentor. You were saying so when you're talking to your support system and you're saying, "Listen, I think I'm going to try this online business." What were they saying, and and what were some of the the hurdles? Tell tell me some of the pain points you went through, and saying, "Wow, you know," when you started questioning yourself, "Oh my God, I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing," you know. And then how did you get over that? So what happened was my my third son was born, on and and it was and it was it was a it was a make it or break it situation because though I love the company, something happened in um, in our off season. Something happened and it shook my ground. And I realized that, like, as much as I love my boss and as much as I love Ben, and honestly, like, Ben, he's always going to be there. He's like, he's a type yeah. of uh, business owner. He loves his business. He, he doesn't do this business because of the grass. He does it because of the personal development of, you know, of students. And he, his mission is so big. He's always going to be there. He's always going to be uh, a student employment out there. He's Canada's largest student employer, and, and he's always going to be there just because that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. He's not going anywhere. His business is recession-free, um, and his business is just growing. But something shook, right, during that period. Something happened. I'm not going to go into it, but something happened with the company. Um, okay. And, and we were kind of off without pay. And uh, my wife was nine months pregnant and my son was born and we weren't getting the pay. And, you know, when you, no matter how good is your job, you're essentially live paycheck to paycheck. You can be making 80,000 a year. (laughs) You're still living paycheck to paycheck with a little bit of savings Mm -hmm. on the side. So 
it doesn't matter if you're making 30,000 or 80,000. You're not, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's where we were, right? We, we were at that point of living paycheck to paycheck and, and, and we had some savings and then the ground shook. We couldn't, ha- we didn't have payment for three months. We had to just wait wow. for it. Right. Yeah. We, uh, like, and honestly, he, and come on, Ben, he paid me like when time was yeah. right and everything was done with the banks and whatever they were saying and all the craziness was done. He flat out paid us in one payment. It's not like your boss is going out of business. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at that period, it shook me. And I knew at that period that the only way I can guarantee that it will never happen again is if I have my own thing. If I, uh-huh. if I start working on my own thing. You know what I mean? So if my job yeah. crashes, right, and something happened, I, have st- I still have an income, right? And I kind of yeah. got into Audible, and I started doing an affiliate for books, audiobooks. Ah. Oh, really good. I was making about 100 bucks, 150 bucks a day yeah. <laughs> until Google became very greedy and affiliates died, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so, uh, tier two affiliates. But, yeah. And, and, and I just wanted to get that income and slowly, slowly I got into it and got into it and I knew I got to go bigger. And, and, and in order for me to go bigger, I got to quit my job. I can't do it. We're making some money, not a lot, but we're making enough to sustain ourselves. Like suddenly I'm no longer the assistant general manager. I'm just an employee in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how much my business is making. But guess what? I got 24 hours a day to make it better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm no yeah. longer binded by a 10, 14 hour job and I'm making that money. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm making that money. And here's where you asked me about online. Now I'm making that money and I got an extra 24 hours in a day to make more. Mm-hmm. That's why we had to go and, and say, you know, we got to go online. We got to do this online thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> People are making way too much money. Wow. And so, and so right away, you, you had support from your wife, and she was like... She was uh, anti right away off the bat. She didn't <laughs> want any of that. She didn't want to deal with any of that. Um, I just mind you that she was also nine months pregnant, and my son was just born. So yeah, going makes, out and yeah. starting yeah. to spend money on a business and products yeah. and, and learning stuff and courses and stuff like that. No, yeah. no one will support you. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, That's you're, tough, man. Your, your yeah. fam- mother-in-law, she'll tell you, well, honestly, I don't understand why you quit the job. Like, why yeah. can't you just keep on working there? Just yeah. do it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you had to take money from savings, I, I assume. Did you uh, borrow money? Did you take money uh, out? I know. I actually, here's the cool part, right? Ben, one of the things that he did for us is, is our RSP managing, which is a retirement savings plan here. Um, so we would, during the time I worked there, he would match a thousand dollars, um, every year. So I would put a thousand, he would give us a thousand, uh, to match yeah. it. And, uh, within five years, I was actually able to save almost $20,000 in my RRSPs, yeah. uh, just because Ben would match it. And I was always, I would take whatever he gave me and I would put it in there as well. Uh, yeah. you know what I mean? And, um, and I was able to save almost 15 or 17, something like that, almost 20 grand uh, to start making some moves. Um, obviously, it was <laughs> a retirement plan, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do, right? Like, would yeah, you rather yeah. have that money sit there for 40 years or, or help you today to start something, right? Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm so impressed because 
you, it sounds like you really didn't have anybody supporting you. You kind of just had this idea and you said, I'm going to do it on my own. And, and you took the risk to get the money out and, and you made it happen. And, but was there a point in time where you thought to yourself, man, I made the wrong decision? Or, or were you just like, you know what? This is the right thing. It's the right thing. I'm going to keep going. Or did you ever have a point where you said, I made the wrong decision? All the time. <laughs> All the time. You know, every, every, every person, right, has a little devil, right? Because here's the thing. As soon as we hear something we don't know, we automatically tend to classify it as the devil, mm. right? Mm. Uh, 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 just think about Bible times, right? People saw a lightning. They called it a message from God, yeah. right? Because they couldn't explain it because it was so simple right in front of their face and they couldn't explain it that they automatically called it like something ridiculous. Like not, I'm not saying God is not ridiculous. I'm a mm. believer, but I'm saying, but something crazy is that like far fetched, like, no, it's science. And you couldn't just explain it. What lightning is. So it's, it's the same thing. Right. And in every one of us, there is that always someone that, uh, that will make you doubt yourself. You, you, you are your, your, your biggest doubter, right? Yeah. Is it, is it, am I doing a mistake? Yeah. Am I making a mistake? Am I doing this? Am I, am I really going on the right path? And I deal with it every single day, right? And <clears throat> originally, it was really bad. When I started my business, it was really bad. No. Uh, on an emotional level, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, would, I, would literally, um, I would literally beat myself if, if, it, if, if I just made the right decision or not or how to justify it to myself. Today, honestly, if I wake up in the morning and I don't think I did something wrong, I feel bad. I feel like something <laughs> was wrong. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like, like my my other, my inner hater doesn't doesn't talk today. Like what's going on? We can't be doing too good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's That's the inner one. hater? Like we can't be killing it right now because like where's the inner hater? He should be up even more right now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if your inner hater is not telling you you're doing something wrong, you're 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 not going the right path. You know what I mean? Like, you're just not pushing yourself enough yeah. because of the same thing that now you couldn't explain it. And then the inner, inner hater comes out, right? And says, ah, yeah, did you really do the right decision or you just messed up everything? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? I kind of deal with it every single day. I kind of miss that. You know, sometimes I kind of miss those feelings. Are we going the right way? Yeah. We okay. just got to plan it out and follow the plan and hopefully everything <laughs> will be just fine at the end. Wow. So do you feel as though you're at the point in your life where, you know, you had this big idea uh, and then you've actually accomplished it? Do you feel like you've accomplished that big idea or do you feel as though you still have a ways to go? And, and, and if so, what is it that you still want to accomplish? To be honest, um, my wife always makes fun of me uh, about this. Um, she says I haven't met a lot of people who want to do that, but I'm going to tell you something. I want to leave an impact right yeah there's so many souls on this planet right there's so many souls and there's so many souls that are coming and going every single day right yeah. how many of them are truly remembered for, for generations right maybe yeah. through their family maybe through their contribution to society maybe their contribution to this planet right it doesn't matter but it's the contribution it's the impact that keeps them in our lives forever yeah. right mm -hmm. some of them we keep them for hundreds of years on our money because they did something really great in the past, right? Um, um, or, 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 or whatever, right? And, and I think the only way to get, and I'm, I'm not about leaving my face on the money, no, but 
I'm using that as an example to show if you look at that as, as what they did as a contribution, right? And how we today remember those people forever because they changed our lives. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Right? They changed our life. They made a decision one day. This person just made a random decision. Not a random, but, you know, they made a decision while something inside of them telling you, uh, do you think it's the right decision? No, but they made the decision. And then they impacted our lives today. That's why we remember them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the U.S., it's, for example, George Washington, mm-hmm. right? He made one decision and changed the entire uh, history of, <laughs> of everything, yeah. right? Of how things were going. Um, and, 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 and we remember them. And essentially, if you look at all the greatest people, um, I want to leave an impact on the world. I want to do something that that will be significant enough to, to, to keep on going, like a legacy, mm. right? Not necessarily my kids will run it or we're a family business, no, but something that will just keep on going. After I'm gone, after they're going to, you know, cremate me and throw me over the Niagara Falls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I told my wife, just don't bury me in, in, a, in a standard graveyard. I'm going to go nuts. Uh, I'm going to go crazy. It's like, I can't stay in one place. I have you know, hyperactive uh, personality too. So I can't yeah. stay in one place. So please don't bury me in one spot. Just throw me <laughs> in the air or something, you know, uh, scatter me on a typhoon, but don't do this to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, that's all, the, that's what it's all about, man. Gotcha. Yeah, it's similar. This is why I'm kind of doing the whole podcast, you know, to to spread my message. Um, you know, I want uh, expecting fathers to start reading to their kids uh, in the womb, and and I also want, you know, our um, business owners all over the world to allow uh, expecting fathers to attend the prenatal visits, you know, because um, and it would have been cool, you know, when your wife was pregnant. If I don't know if he let you, if the your boss said, yeah, no, no, go, go, I'll give you the paid leave and and go to the prenatal visit, go where you spend time with your wife, stuff like that. Because I know a lot of um, expecting fathers. Uh, you know, they don't get that. They have hourly pay, and so it's very difficult. So it's one of the things that I want to do. That's kind of my big ideas. And, and what I like to do is, is talk to folks like you who had a big idea and, you know, changed it and make their uh, idea come to reality where you did the online and you're doing a successful podcast. And so you inspire me, and hopefully you inspire listeners as well to kind of take that first step, you know, do a self-evaluation and take they having a big idea take the first step and base and there will be struggles and even today like you said you say that you doubt yourself but you get over that and you continue and you push on and you want to leave a big impact and now i'm, I'm the same way david i want to leave a big impact and i want people to remember magendum even if they don't remember me but for generations to come um and i'm trying to create a movement and so i, I totally understand what, you, what you're trying to do and, and i dig that and I appreciate your time. So um, for folks who uh, want to learn more about you, they want to get in contact with you, your business, what you're all about, uh, where should they go? Well, um, it's easy to find me on, uh, on my podcast. Tune into Level Up Podcast with uh, David Moore. Um, especially for those people who are looking to level up, take them life. And, you know, one of the things that Sari did for me, she pushed me to level up. She gave me a book. She gave me information, right? She gave me... Yeah. She gave me something, yeah. right? And, and, and that's what yeah. I'm trying to do on my podcast. You know what I mean? Share yeah. information, not just about making money. There's so many ways to make money. But just share stories of entrepreneurs that, you know, because a real, true, self-made entrepreneur, they started with nothing, man. They started in basements. 
they start scrapping on the streets. You know what I mean? That's where they start, right? Like you said, they have an idea, and then boom, they make it happen. Because yeah. ideas are great, but it's not about ideas. It's about making them happen, right? Yeah, execution. execution. Yeah. And, and, and that's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing on the podcast. I'm bringing, um, trying to get a very amazing guest to come out. Uh, but right now, just FYI, of the entrepreneurs that have been there, we got 16 episodes so far. We have over a hundred million dollar net worth of people who were interviewed so far, and wow, that's <laughs> you know what I mean. And and and, and that's our that's goal: amazing. just keep on doing that and bring value. People who made twenty million in the last two years, or or fifty million in yeah. e-commerce dropshipping, right? Just yeah, they're made it, they're killing it, they have a whole empire. But I want to feature, you know, the points like, look, this guy, he could barely, his wife got fired, and they could barely pay rent. Now, well, he drives yeah. a Lamborghini, lives in a nice house, Vegas and whatnot. But understand where he's coming from, his journey, right? And uh, yeah, exactly. I think that's, yeah. where, that's where the biggest, uh, the biggest thing, you know, help, help people grow as much as we can. Um, and as easy as that, just tune into the podcast, listen to it. Hopefully, we can inspire you. Um, you know, knowing these stories of these people essentially can inspire you. To, to take that step, right? And I'm just going to touch on mm-hmm. on the topic of expecting fathers. Um, you know, women, it's easy for them to understand that they have a baby. They carry it for nine months, yeah. right? For men, we are, we're numb either way. We're numb. Men, they're not emotional, right? Some men are, mm-hmm. right? But majority yeah. of men are not as emotional as female. That's why we're men. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right kind of kind of happened um yeah. so it there's a very special moment right when when a man understands that he becomes a dad and and that moment is when the child is born right and it's only one moment i just want to look at evolution as a whole it gave women nine months nine months to get in touch with their with their child, right? To understand, to grow, to, to get into this, to be prepared, right? And it gives men one second, one second to be ready for that. And I think mm-hmm. there is some women, they go through post-birth, this, uh, how is it called? Uh, uh, postpartum. Post, yeah. you, postpartum. You know what I mean? And I think men go through that mm-hmm. as well without even noticing oh, that. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest, the biggest moments of not being ready, right, to that, to that specific moment is the reason why that, that happens to men, right? When, when they just go to the, like, they work through the weekend and then suddenly the wife is on. I've been there three times like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? When yeah. you work the weekend and on Sunday your wife is given birth at the hospital. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? With three kids, yeah. right? The first yeah. one just, you know, it was an emotional moment. The second one... The third one, I understood this is how life is, right? Yeah. And, and, I, and I totally agree with you. For men, there should be, there should be an adapting period uh, for men. Because, yeah. like, I think no. there is so much bond, right? Like, I think the whole entire culture of dad, right, has been put aside. And not just dad, but, you know, look 500 years ago or, or 1,000 years ago, right? Men had a place in society, right? Hunters, that's what we do. Mm. We go out. Mm-hmm. We used to go out. We used to hunt, right? We used to set up the fire, right? Women would do the cooking, take care of the kids or, or whatever, right? Everybody had their role. 
right? But the key yeah. was that men were hunters. That's what they did. That's what majority of men did. They went out and they provided, right? And kids, they grow in with their mothers. And then, you know, at a certain age, yeah, you come on with us hunting because that's what you do. But I think yeah. within years, society has oppressed that, right? As men, we don't go hunting anymore, right? And it completely, like the whole industrial revolution and everything completely suppressed men in general, right? It put men aside <laughs> in a society, right? Come on, man. We used mm-hmm. to go and kill our food. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do we do that? Uh-huh. We don't even do shopping mm-hmm. anymore, right? Because, like, honestly, in my house, I don't kill the food. My wife doesn't even kill. She, she, she does the shopping. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that the whole modern mm-hmm. society oppressed our men anyhow. And, and the fact that men today, they're like, I, I think that today men in society, they're being treated as machines. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. As a, as a money machine. And yeah. a a a very important part in in fertility and reproduction, right? Okay. And I think that a lot of men live with that on a daily basis, or with that with that, you know, really tough feeling, right? Because mm-hmm. you can take an animal, put it in a cage, it will essentially be an animal in the cage, right? But it has primal instincts. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And if you suppress it, maybe. It, it, the animal's children was born in the cage, right? And then it's children, but they'll still have, you know, lions. You put them in the cage, they'll eat you. Even if they're third mm-hmm. generation in the cage, like in circuses or whatever, they'll still bite you. Maybe yeah. last, but they will. Why? Because it's, <laughs> because it's, that's how nature intended for us, right? So I totally agree with you on the topic of men need to be with their children, with their wives, with, with, more with their families. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Especially during a period of, of a child being born, it creates so much confusion, right? To my, my children, right? It creates so much confusion. What is this new creature in the house, right? And the father figure is so crucial at those moments because it, it, it's always that, that hunter that needs to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Society cannot live without hunters. Yeah. No, you're right. It's amazing how important fathers are, are needed. And some of the stats are, are just mind-blowing of, of poor all these children that grow up with, fa- you know, fatherless. They have no father figure at all. And then it's tough for a single mom. And, and you know, all this, like, it causes depression and, and, and suicide rates. And it's just really, really insane, all these stats. And so if we can get, you know, fathers involved right away from, you know, the time the the wives or the, or the partners realize that they're pregnant by a simple way by just reading to the belly and then getting involved and starting that attachment you know early on it's and important by the, yeah and by the employers allowing them to go man because i know when i went and i saw that heartbeat for the first time and that sonogram and i heard it and man, that's i was emotional you know you said some guys i was i was like, oh my god it's amazing you know and I was lucky enough to be working at a place where they said, yeah, go, go for it. It's okay. You know, you make up the hours or something like that. And I was like, great, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to the doctor's visit. I'm going to be, I want to support her. I want to be there where I want to see the, the baby all the way through it. And that connection was that bond site right away. And I started reading and it's just been like, you know, a beautiful connection and bond ever since. And so I, I want more dads to experience that. And that's what Magenta is all about. So, so thank you, David. I really Absolutely. appreciate it, man. Absolutely. So, I'll put all the, your contact information on the uh, show links so people can get in contact with you. There you go, um, man. Absolutely. Thank I always you. ask my guests, 
any last things you want to say to kind of motivate people to to get started with their idea and to to motivate them to execute and make their idea a reality? Any last things you want to say? Rome wasn't built in one day. <laughs> neither like <laughs> neither Amazon or Apple yeah. or Google yeah. or Facebook or any one of them. Yeah. They were built one step at a time, one failing brick at a time. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Right? They weren't built by boom, whoa. No. Brick and brick and brick, a failure brick after another that created huge experience, created a mechanism, created a culture, created a tribe of people that are diehards, wearing T-shirts, doing tattoos, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and saying like things like, I'm never going to do Android. Right? I'm never going on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just think about it. It creates a tribe. It creates a, a, a connection. And, yeah. and, and if you're out there and you want to, you have a great idea. Remember, it's not about ideas. It's about the failing blocks of actually making it happen. Because mm -hmm. the more failing blocks we have at the end of the day, the more experience we have and the more success we have. And, and, and that's my biggest advice. Just keep that in mind. Do one, take one step at a day. And you know what my mentor taught me? If you can look back yesterday and see yourself today and look that you're in a better position, you made a good move. Yeah, you made a good move. You know what I mean? You yeah. made a good move. You went one step forward. But the key is to go one step every day, at least. Go 100. Yeah. <laughs> you can go 100. <laughs> but, but the key is to go one step, right? One, yeah. You want to read a book with 100 pages? Start by reading the first one. So there you have it, my conversation with David Moore. As I said in the intro, and um, I want to just repeat it again, I really, really think that the, you know, building the uh, blocks of failure, uh, what he said that was really interesting. And um, I'll definitely remember that one for a long time. And, you know, the more failures you go through and the quicker you can learn from them, I think the more successful you'll be. So I thought that was really well said. And I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, again, all his information will be in the show notes so you can um, get in contact with him. And I think he's going to do some really good things. And I, and I can't wait to see what his ultimate big impact is going to be. So I look forward to that. I'm sure you will follow just as I will. So that's it for today. Uh, again, please feel free to rate, review, um, and share. It really helps get the word out for the show. And I'm going to start working on some new stuff for the new year. And so I hope everyone has a fantastic new year. 2020 is going to be fabulous. Um, and I hope that uh, it's extremely prosperous for everyone. So thank you all so much for the support. As always, I really appreciate it. This has been From Idea to Reality, the Magenda Podcast with Elvin Freitas.